0: retirement. That's a fuzzy place somewhere in the future for many people. Do we have to retire? How do we prepare for it? Will we really be free? And what does that mean exactly? I'm going to answer these questions and more as I travel the road. I'll cover different topics related to having the life you want. I don't pretend to have all the answers, so sometimes I'll have a guest who knows more than I do about a particular subject. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Just sit back, relax and let me lead you on a journey to freedom. Hi, and welcome to episode 16 of Beyond Retirement. As promised, I'm continuing with the downsizing theme for the last couple of weeks. The topic today is minimalism, what I jokingly referred to last week as taking downsizing to the max. I did a lot of reading about minimalism in preparation for today's and next week's episode, where I'll be interviewing a minimalist friend of mine about his choice and his experience with it so far. Actually, minimalism can mean a lot of different things, and each person who embraces it will have a different take on what it means. But running through all the definitions and ideas is a common thread of living with less in order to have more in life. The great thing about minimalism is that you get to determine what's important and necessary for your life and what you can do without. Basically, the idea is that happiness doesn't come from having lots of possessions, but rather from living a full life. And by removing all the possessions and trappings of what most people see as a successful life, big homes, big or multiple vehicles, lots of clothing and accessories, you'll be left with what is really necessary and your life will start to fill up with much more meaning. The quest for minimalism fits quite well into my journey beyond retirement, because one thing everyone agrees on is that minimalism is about finding freedom. Minimalists seek freedom from worry, from overwhelm, from guilt and depression, from the stuff that our culture has taught us is important. While it's not wrong to have or want material possessions, the balance gets skewed when we start to rely too heavily on possessions for our self-worth and our happiness. According to Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus of TheMinimalists.com, minimalism is a tool to rid yourself of life's excess in favor of focusing on what's important so you can find happiness, fulfillment, and freedom. In my quest for understanding, I also came across the website apartmenttherapy.com where there's an article by Tarrant Williford describing six different approaches to minimalism. I thought it was interesting. Hopefully you will too. I'll give you a quick rundown of each type of minimalist. Aesthetic minimalists are the first group, and these are the folks who basically become minimalists because it's the in thing to do. They don't necessarily pare their lives down to the minimum. They just put only a few of their possessions on display. When you go into their home, you'll see bare floors, bare walls, bare countertops, colors used sparingly, if at all, on the walls and in textures. So white is predominant and empty space is king. The next group are the essential minimalists. These people are generally obsessed with figuring out how little they actually need, how much they can do without. They're constantly cutting down what they own to the bare bones. Clothing and kitchen utensils are minimal, enough to get to the next cleaning time. They look for quality and are always thinking of quantity. If they're only going to have one of something, it needs to be the best it can be so it will last. Third are the experiential minimalists. These are the folks who are looking for experiences rather than possessions. But the lack of possessions is more a result of the lifestyle they've chosen rather than a pointed disdain for collecting stuff. These are the digital nomads and the backpackers, generally. The fourth group, sustainable minimalists, are the group of people focused on green living. They want to reduce their consumption of and harm to the environment by reducing their dependence on it. They don't necessarily own less stuff. They may have more tools and more clothing, if it means they need less. These folks want to live off the land and reduce their waste as much as possible. They tend to make do or do without. The fifth group are the thrifty minimalists. The underlying intention of a thrifty minimalist is to spend less rather than to use less. So they'll be doing the same sort of activities as a sustainable group, but they tend to hang on to as many things as possible in case they need them in the future, so they don't have to go out and buy them again. And the final group are the mindful minimalists. These people get joy and fulfillment out of releasing the excess from their lives. The moderation with which they live their lives is solely to find peace of mind rather than for financial, ecological, or aesthetic reasons. Letting go means releasing stress and guilt built up in the material trappings of life. I really like the way Taryn described each type of minimalist in terms of their signature move. If you go to my blog, you'll see the little chart that I made, because that's what I do, to show the six types of uh, minimalist. Next week I'm going to have a short chat with an old friend of mine who retired early and has decided to lead a minimalist life. Hopefully we'll get some insight into this way of life from him. Thanks for joining me today. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm your host, Jackie Doucette. If you liked what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show, and leave me a rating. It helps me move up in the ranks and reach more people. If you've got any questions or comments, drop by my website, www.beyondretirement.ca, and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening, and we'll chat again next week.